We are like trees. And this morning we look to scripture to see what that might mean. Our scripture reading today comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17, verses 5 through 8. Listen for the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Cursed are those who trust in mere mortals and make mere flesh their strength, whose hearts turn away from the Lord. They shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when relief comes. They shall live in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in prayer. Creator God, I thank you for drawing us into your presence and into this community this morning. We thank you, God, for bringing us here, no matter what condition we might be in. You alone, Lord, know. And I pray, God, that you would help just send your spirit so we can each settle in, slow down, put the things that tend to distract us, from hearing your words for us, just that we could put them aside and hear from you fresh and new this morning. Lord, may your word speak to us, encourage us, challenge us, build us up, and draw us closer into relationship with you. We pray all these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. The voice coming from the commercial is rich and deep. This is the angel oak, or simply the tree to locals. And then the camera focuses on the sturdy upper limbs of a tree on Johns Island, South Carolina. Some say it's the oldest living thing east of the Mississippi, the voice continues. And as the camera slowly pans out, viewers take in the magnitude of this oak tree. Standing at 66 and a half feet tall, its lush greenery offers shelter from both the sun and the rain. The shade it produces covers over 17,000 square feet. Its trunk is a massive 28 feet in circumference. And its twisting fern-covered branches at their longest cover a distance of 187 feet long. Some of those limbs stretch high into the heavens and others bend down toward earth as if inviting visitors to climb on. It's an impressive tree. So impressive, my previous youth group would stop every year to visit the Angel Oak on our mission trip. And we weren't the only ones. Thousands of people stop to see this tree every year. It's a steadfast tree, an enduring tree. It's estimated to be in excess of 400 to 500 years old. 
The angel oak of South Carolina helps us picture the kind of tree I think the prophet imagines. Jeremiah writes, those who trust in the Lord, who place their confidence in God, are like trees planted by the water, sending out their roots by the stream. And what I find interesting is that the opening verses of Psalm 1 are almost identical to what we just heard from Jeremiah. Psalm 1 goes like this, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on God's law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaves do not wither. Whatever they do prospers. The righteous, the blessed, it seems, are a bit like that angel oak. They are sturdy. They are steadfast. They're able to withstand the most violent of storms. They're survivors. They're thriving. As Jeremiah puts it, they do not fear when heat comes. Their leaves are always green. They have no worries in a year of drought, and they never fail to bear fruit. As Psalm 1 put it, in all they do, do you remember? They what? Good. Prosper. They prosper. I love this imagery. I love this truth. God's people prosper. They thrive. They are not taken down. And I got to be honest with you, I question it. I question this claim because this declaration doesn't exactly fit with my experience of the world. And I'd be willing to bet that many of you might share my same skepticism. Because we've all seen the opposite hold true. From hospital rooms to courtrooms, on playgrounds and city streets, we've seen God's people, righteous people, falter and fall. While at the same time, dehumanizing and death-dealing forces seem to prevail. We live in a world where the impact of wildfires reach beyond borders, where hurricanes batter coastlines and trauma robs families of their sense of safety, where disease ravages bodies and poverty can decimate entire communities and countries. We have all seen people of great faith and great faithfulness teeter and topple more like a weak Palo Verde that's just been pummeled by a fierce monsoon rather than a strong and sturdy, enduring oak tree. And meanwhile, those who seem to disregard God's teachings prosper. All around us, we see that self-serving ways can pay off. That corporate profits can continue to increase while pollution spoils our waterways. That greed can continue to run rampant while the poor continue to lose ground. And if I'm being honest with you, which I always aim to be, oftentimes it feels like the wicked, or at least the ways of the wicked, seem to be much more deeply rooted, or at least very resistant to being rooted out than 
the way I'm feeling rooted at times in God. Far from being like a bush in the wastelands and a salt land where no one lives, as Jeremiah puts it. How easy would it be to live in a world where all God's people did nothing but prosper? That sounds good, right? Amen? Yeah? How easy would it be to live in a world where those who delight in God's law get to reap nothing but their rewards? But we don't live in that world. And to be honest, neither did the prophet Jeremiah nor the psalmist who wrote those words. And the lines between those who place their trust in the Lord and those who turn their hearts away from God can't actually be drawn that quickly apart. So this morning I invite you to dive a little deeper, to meditate on these holy words as Psalm 1 encourages us to do. Because I think that when we do, we discover that Jeremiah's words are not so much intent on categorizing people as just or unjust, or on distributing rewards and punishments, we can actually view Jeremiah's words as an invitation, as a call, as a charge to those of us who seek God's ways. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in God. They will be like a tree planted by streams of water, For me, this image holds the key. This image holds the key of the person, the Christian that I want to be, a tree stubbornly rooted, stubbornly rooted on a riverbank where I have the nourishment that I need to grow sturdy and strong and withhold my place no matter the storm. Those who thirst for the word of God are like trees whose roots have found ever-flowing streams because they are grounded in the very thing that sustains life. They are grounded in the very thing that nourishes so fully that when heat comes, its leaves will always be green. Even when water starts running out, this tree will not fail to bear fruit. What is the thing they're grounded in? Their creator. Their trust, their confidence is in God. So how do we live like trees? How do we do this practically? The psalmist encourages us that we simply delight in the teachings of God. And now I say teachings because to our modern ears, law can sound quite rigid. It can have the effect of simply reducing God's commandments to a rule book. But in the tradition of our faith, the law, or the Torah, as it would be used in Hebrew, reflects nothing less than God's desire for the world. God's law teaches us how to live in right relationship with our creator and with God's creation. And Jesus summarized God's law with these words. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your, can you fill it in? Very good, with all your mind. And you shall love your neighbor as? Awesome. In short, God's law is the law of love. 
So to be one who trusts in God and who places our confidence in God is to be one who is meditating day and night on what it means to love the Lord with all our heart, soul, and mind, and what it means to love our neighbors as ourselves. When we do this, we become like trees planted by streams of water, drawing nourishment from the wellspring of life. We find our sustenance from the fountain of grace. We're always refreshing our faith, always renewing our souls, always discerning what God's will is. Because our roots reach deeply into the living waters of God's eternal truth. Now there's something else about trees. They're not just for show. They're not just for the viewing pleasure of the people walking by so that youth groups can, and tourists can marvel at their sturdy trunks and their marvelous branches. Nor are trees supposed to thrive simply as testaments to the healthy soil of where they're planted. These trees, the prophet say, says, never fail to bear fruit. Figs, pomegranates, grapefruits, apricots, olives, or almonds, the type of fruit doesn't matter. Pick your favorite. What matters is their produce is feeding the world. So the trees planted beside water are nourished and sustained by leaning into their relationship with their creator, delighting in God's law, and in turn, they nourish and sustain others with the fruit they produce. In other words, when these trees flourish, those around them are flourishing too. The children who climb into their branches harvest ripe apples. The squirrels that run around the trunk gather walnuts and seeds. The bees that retrieve pollen from the orange blossoms go back and make honey. The communities where those trees are planted are harvesting fruit and sustenance for their livelihood. Jeremiah pens an image of abundance. Thriving trees planted by life-giving water bear fruit that will give life to others. This prosperity is not limited to the success of some, rather it's stretched out for the well-being of everyone. It's not a reward the faithful only earn through obedience. It's actually a gift they're given and asked and invited to extend out so that others can be blessed so that all God's creation can flourish. So what are these fruits? These small acts of faithfulness or large acts of faithfulness. It can look like the kindness offered to a stressed out mother or money spent paying for a stranger's coffee behind you in line. It looks like the school supplies that you're purchasing for Vista del Camino students. It looks like the time and energy you invested into a week of vacation Bible school. These expressions of love rooted in and nourished by the ever-flowing stream of God's grace lead to the flourishing of others. They transform communities so that everyone can prosper. 
with 500 years. I wonder how many stories the angel oak could tell. I wonder how many birds have made this tree their home. How many animals have gathered food from around their roots? How many picnic goers have sheltered under its shade? How many youth groups have stopped to rest and take pictures to send home? How many children have found excitement crawling through the jungle gym of the tree? And it's just one tree. What difference might a grove of faithful trees make? Friends, we had a mighty team of trees this week, over 70 in total. And some of those volunteers worked hard behind the scenes, their acts of faithfulness and love enjoyed by all the campers and other staff, but hardly ever witnessed in person. Most of our volunteers worked directly with 85 campers who came daily to discover what it means to be like one of God's trees, to be rooted in God's word, in community, to be loved and created by God. Now, can you imagine how stressed one tree would be if one tree had to do all that alone? We needed 70. We actually needed more. Next year's coming. But we needed 70 trees, faithful trees, to make this possible. And we saw the joy of their fruits enjoyed by the campers who attended. I wonder how else we could do that at Pinnacle. VBS is just one week. But as you know, our ministry goes, we're called to it every day, 365 days a year. Pinnacle consists of each of you, of trees, a grove of trees. So may we daily remember to lay down our roots through placing our trust, our confidence in God, and through daily dwelling in God's word. May we come consistently to this house where we are reminded that we are a grove of trees, a community, all rooted in the same life-giving stream of Christ's living water. So that together, no matter the conditions we face, no matter how hot it might get, no matter the pressures we're under, we may always bear fruit. So that all may prosper and experience the goodness of God. Amen.